If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk All the Things with Rachel and Shannon. I'm Shannon, but you are clearly. And I'm Rachel. <laughs> Hi, Shannon. How are you? I'm good. It's February. I'm not really sure how that happened or or February. I, I mean, I keep saying we're halfway through. It's what, the 8th, 9th, 10th, 27th? Who knows? Yes, it, we're already mid. I'm in 2024 already. I, you know. <laughs> and February is short. It's this little blip of a month. Oh my God. You blink and it's gone. But so we okay, are February short, but January was a long year. Oh, it was like, shove it into the ocean. Long. Oh, it was it a was long, so long year. It was, <laughs> and it really I really was. am missing Christmas. I am because you know I'm a Christmasaholic. You guys heard a little bit, yes. but I am missing Christmas. Everything's put away. But the other day, Kobe and I were in the car, and I literally put Christmas carols on. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and he looked at me and was like, "Oh." And we sang a few Christmas carols, and I was happy as a clam. I watched a Hallmark Christmas movie on Sunday, so there you go. Because I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get to see all of them this year, so I'm catching up on some oh of them. Gosh. So I needed, I needed a little Christmas on yep. Sunday. So yeah. there it is. It's just been fun. I it, just, you know. <laughs> and now we're in the lovey month. We are in the lovey month, which sometimes is good and sometimes is hard. Depends on who you are, where you are, and we're going to talk about all that. And I think it's, I think it's an interesting time for our kiddos too, because. Uh, <sighs> You know, there's this whole thing about giving the Valentines at school, and I feel like that's a popularity contest. And I don't know why, but schools that have all these rules about if you're going to bring a cupcake, there has to be a cupcake for everyone. Never mind that some kids can't eat the ingredients of a cupcake. But why doesn't that apply to Valentines? Suddenly when it's Valentine's Day, well, we can't legislate that. Yeah, right. And I think it's, you know, it's become something. I know some schools are closed on that day. Like, they've done some things because it is hard. This year, we've decided that we are going to, well, I called around a few senior centers, and uh, Kobe and I are going to go to a senior center. We're going to bring, I'm still waiting to hear back from the activities coordinator, because they're back to status quo, status normal, because I said, are you even letting people in? And so we're going to bring flowers to the residents, and we're going to, if they're going to let us make some treats, we'll make some cookies, Toronto cookies, Uh uh, which is a gluten-free, dairy-free cookie that I make. And um, and then Kobe's going to sing a few, like Frank Sinatra loves, he's going to do like L-O-V-E. I mean, just something really simple, but just to go, you know, a lot of the seniors in in this whole pandemic were so isolated. They're isolated enough when they're in a senior care facility or in a retirement home. And then not to be able to have family come and visit that that are available to come and visit. So I just, I had a thought. I thought, well, why don't we, there's a local one around the corner from us. I called a few different places because I figured it doesn't have to be about love. I actually posted something the other day on my Instagram. I said, you know, Valentine's is coming. 
and for people like me who are divorced and single, it can be very lonely. Um, and you see all the couples and all the I've been, you know all the Hallmark movies like you were saying and all those things and you see all the you know all these things and I said if you're feeling the loneliness of the season I know some friends who were recently divorced as well recently separated from their spouses just single people you know people who decide that maybe a relationship isn't what they want and I said if you're feeling the loneliness of the season reach out I'll go to coffee with you I'll go to tea with mm. you. Let's go have a meal. You want to come with me to Disneyland? Let's go see a movie. Whatever it is to bring you some joy and feel loved. That's so because sweet. it is isolating. Yeah. Um, and I want to say, as a married person, yeah. and I've been married for 20 years, and I adore my husband, and I love him mm -hmm. dearly, um, but we don't really do much yeah. for Valentine's yeah. Day because um, we did things for Valentine's Day when we were dating. Can I tell you the best thing he ever did for me was oh, on did. Valentine's Day? He took me to see David Cassidy. Oh, David Cassidy <laughs> said, uh, saying, "I think I love you" to me and a bunch of women who were throwing. And my husband was there. My he was my boyfriend then. Were throwing uh, underwear at him. This was, you know, I mean, now he's he's passed. He's he's crossed over to the other side of the Rainbow Bridge. Um, but David Cassidy, stop! It was the best. But now, you know. So we got married and we were older and we were very trying very hard to get on the nest as quickly as possible. So we got pregnant uh, like a couple of months after we got married and, and I was sick every day of my pregnancy. And so Valentine's Day rolled around, the one and only Valentine's Day that we've had married when we didn't have a child. And it was so funny because I couldn't eat anything that I wasn't gonna erp, sorry, TMI. But he also had a class that was going to have this showcase. It was a voiceover class, and my husband has gone on to do quite a bit of voiceover. And they changed the final date, and they were having agents coming, and they changed it to Valentine's Day, which who does that? Who does Thank that? you. And he was he was like, honey, I don't know what to do. And I was like, are you kidding me? No, go go do that. I can't eat anything anyway. I'm just going to be you know yeah. here being sick. Go and do that. And we were like, we'll do it you know some other day, or we'll do it next year, or whatever. And then of course we had a kid, and then. Then we had a kid with autism, and so we just have gotten yeah. into this horrible habit that we don't really. And I'm not your traditional girl. I I don't I don't want somebody to spend money. I don't eat chocolate. I'm allergic yeah, to right. it. I don't want flowers die. I love flowers, right. but they die. And I'm extra for every holiday. So like I have heart socks on. Oh. I have the red and the well, you know me and a, and a Mickey ear because that's yeah. I just I told Shannon that I almost didn't wear my mini ears today, and then I was like. She's not right. You guys won't know who I am. You won't recognize yeah, me. No, no. You gotta, you gotta have. <laughs> but I am extra about everything. I decorate for Valentine's. I decorate for St. Patrick's Day. I decorate for Easter and the spring holiday. I decorate for when it comes summer. I mean, I yeah. this. I am all about that. I'm about a theme. I'm about an extra. Yeah. And so for me, like when Kobe was little, Cupid used to come. Oh, Cupid used to come and leave a little something and little arrows to whatever and. Yeah. Um, whether he knew it was Cupid or not, Cupid was coming. So right. I love anything, any chance to celebrate because I am, I don't need chocolates and flowers, but I also yeah. like, you know, hand me a rock and I'm stoked, yeah. but I love it. I love all of that fun, you know, hearts. I, it's funny cause I've never been a pink, red, sparkly girl in the last five years. I've let my pink, my sparkle, everything shine. Because, I mean, I've always been like the shirt up to here and not wear anything and no pink and no bright colors. Now I'm like, leave that all behind. I literally have glittery boots on just because I'm so excited about That's sparkle awesome. and glitter now. That's you know? awesome. And it's just because I think I've gotten comfortable in myself to say it's okay. Yeah. I, I always felt like it drew attention to me. And 
as a bigger girl and as just someone who always wanted to fade into the background, now I'm like, it's okay to stand out in a way appropriate and I feel comfortable. You go, you go, girl. <laughs> and I want to say, too, that I used to decorate for every, and I still decorate for Christmas, and I do a little bit for... You do amazing decorations. Uh, you should see her well, Christmas tree and how she decorates and the Harry Potter party and, and... Yeah, well, and I used to do Halloween, like, you know, full out and Thanksgiving even... And, and I used to do every holiday because I thought if I have a kid that my room should look like a kindergarten yeah, yeah, classroom. Right. Same. And I, we were, it's funny. I feel the same. Right? I and looked we like that always, before I had kids. Right. <laughs> well, we were trying to, you know, teach him. It's Valentine's Day, and so we had to surround him with it. What the environment, that was, right. And then we would switch to St. Patrick's Day. But now, like, I, I find that if I do it, no one cares. My husband and my son are like... But oh, as long as that? you care, like if yeah, you don't, don't care, care about anymore. it, then that's okay. I don't care. See, anymore. I do it because I love it. Sometimes like I'll say to Kobe, did you see this? He's like, yeah, that's cool. And right. I'm like, I do it because I'm so extra. That's yeah. what I love to do. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Someday maybe I'll do it again, but I don't like there's nothing. Normally I have a garland on the, the you know, the fireplace. There's nothing yeah. that says Valentine. I used to have a, a wreath for that I had made for every oh, holiday. Right, right. Because yes. uh, someday I want to have a garage and have 12 wreaths on just, the garage. And it's just every month yeah. you go. Um, but, I, I, you know, when we moved, I got rid of the Valentine's Day ones. and Well, an organization, which brings us to the yeah, next yeah, thing that yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. do. Yeah. Organizing all that stuff for the holidays and just organizing life. I know they, people talk about spring cleaning and spring life and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And, and organizing, that's the huge thing with the home edit and you know, if it yes. brings you joy and, you know, yes. I'm not about organizing by color. I mean, sometimes I am. I shouldn't lie because I am. I do She's like to organize. organize you guys. She's no, I'm, organized. I'm organized chaos, I feel. I um, love organization, but, like, also it's real organization, I feel. Yes. She's very good at organization. So one of the things that I was talking to Shannon about, I was like, should we do something? Should we do a, a Valentine's Day craft? Should we do something... And I was like, well, let's talk about something organizing. Like, what is it that we have a ton of people uh, of things of? And I always have friends that are like, I have all this paperwork. I have all the kids' schoolwork. I have the kids' IEP stuff. I have just all of this random stuff, stuff from therapies, all of these different things, and greeting cards that maybe they make in class. And what do I do with them? Like, there's so much stuff. And I was like, well, let's talk about what you could do. And one of the things that we talked about was you have one box, and if you have multiple children, you have a box for children, something like this, something that closes because it gets dusty, something super easy that you can just open and close. It has a handle if you want to bring it. Like if, if you, you would have one specifically for your IEPs, but we were going to just show you a way to get your kids involved in having one of these because this is something that um, we, we have these hanging folders, we have this plastic box, and we can design and make little pictures on the front, and um, your kids can be a part of that. So we're going to do... We just have some stamp pads and some pens and some file folders that, um, like I said, this is just an easy box that opens. I like the handle because it's easy to come into. You can get this at Target, Walmart. You can get it at Office Depot, uh, Amazon, of course. Sometimes you can find versions of these at the Dollar Tree, um, and they're a really good thing to organize. And then we just have these really simple... Um, Lovely. Then we have these just simple folders. You can get the hanging file folders. You can do all of that stuff. You can choose. But these are really neat because you can actually, um, you just they just go right inside of here. Um, they have the little tab up here so we can write what they're for. I had some ideas. I think what I, I had said to Shannon were some of the things that you can put up here, like subcategories. You can do schoolwork. You can do um, art. You can do holidays. You can specifically say 
Halloween. You can do uh, insurance paperwork if you have um, ABA paperwork, if you have therapies, um, any, uh, you can have miscellaneous and put whatever you want. Yeah. I also like photos, school photos, because yeah. I don't know about you, but I have all of these school photos in the like envelopes and they're all in one place. But this is somewhere where you could put all of them and have them organized. You know, oh wait, I need uh, my kiddos school photos. And the cool thing about these, you can do one and have a big subfolder for each child. Or, I mean, when we talk about the paperwork our kids accumulate, it's yeah. a lot, yeah. and especially in those first 18 years and school years. Yeah. So one of these per kid, you could do, take a picture of them. And um, I like to, I call it self-lamination. You just take clear packing tape yes. and you just put it over the top and it makes it, makes it laminate. You could put their picture um, just so you have it. You can put their name. And that's something you can write their name, like block letters in their name and have them color it. That way they're involved in it too and they yeah. know where their paperwork is. It's just kind of fun. And as they get older, you, the task can grow because I envision, you know, your child comes home and they've got the piece of paper or the award that they won that you want to make sure that you keep and you say, oh, this is something yep. that we not, we, so let's get your box out. Yep. Let's put it in the file folder where it says, you know, awards. Yep. And, and so that your child, you're modeling organization mm -hmm. for them in a really friendly way that's super fun. But you also wanted to decorate the folders. Yes, I think that's so much fun. Real quick, you were talking about, um, this is another thing It just popped in my head. I saw the neatest thing, and I wish I had this when Kobe was little. I love art. I, had, I think we talked about that I had every coloring book, everything, every crayon. Kobe could give two <laughs> thoughts about it. He did not care. I don't think he ever colored in one coloring book when he was like seven or eight. He helped me do it. I had him like use sharpies sharpies um on like a wood project like it's like an easter tree and it was the one time i could get him and because he was he wanted it to be perfect i could care less i was like just scribble on a paper and i can put it in a frame right i mean i have the very few things that he after that his aides his one-on-one -on -one aides didn't do that i was like right. oh that's so sweet but i can tell that you didn't even hand over hand you literally just oh. drew this flower so there was i was like please just let him do even if it's a scribble and i don't know what it is i know that it's his work Anyways, but they have this frame that I saw on Amazon, and I need to find a link yeah. to it. But it's a frame that opens up, and then you just, it has, like, when you go to put um, the, the kid's art in it, it just kind of presses in. Yeah. And every time you get something new, you can put that in. I just thought that was brilliant. Um, because I know I have a friend who both of her kids draw, and they draw, like, 27 pictures a day. Right. And, I mean, you can only hang so much. But I love that, that you can rotate it. Yeah. And that's something that you can say, go to your box. Get your art folder out, and you decide what you want to put oh, in the frame this so nice. this week. You know, I also we, one of the things that we talked about was the idea that I love that I swear I'm going to do. I just haven't done it yet, but this would make it organized so that I could. Is um, there was a mom on Oprah a million years ago who talked about keeping all the stuff in a file folder, and then at the end of the school year, over the summer break taking a picture of each piece of artwork and sending it off to one of those services where they put it into a bound book. Oh, right. And then you then you feel like, I have it all forever. Now yep. you have it digitized. It's in your computer so that if the worst thing happens, you know, we've had seen people go through floods and all kinds of things before. You have a copy of it. But now you've got a book you could get. You know, normally, they'll have like some sort of a deal like buy one, get the second yeah. one free or half off or whatever. So you send one to one of the grandmas, whatever. Um, but then you also can release. The, yeah. I have bins of my child's artwork that need to be released into the atmosphere. I just had an idea of something you could do with it. I've never okay. seen it, 
but I think this would be kind of great. I mean, I've seen things where like you're like I remember Kobe. They had a thing where they drew a picture and uh -huh. then they put it on a greeting card and then you bought those cards. Uh -huh. But why not for Christmas cards or holiday uh -huh. cards or Valentine's Day cards, whatever? What about just like June? We're gonna send yeah. that that we use their art, fold it in half, and use that as a card. Why not? That would be brilliant. You write a little note on the back yeah. of it. It has their name. You've already taken a picture, so and now you've released it into the world, but you send it to Grandma or Uncle Joe or Aunt yeah millie whoever it is you know yeah. i think that would be great too That's or even fun. something like i was saying with the senior center right i hope you have a great day and take them to senior centers and and drop off notes that they could pass out to their residents Absolutely. you know i was I'm looking look, yeah okay that, so this is an example not of gems artwork but this is um there's a, a a viewer who watches the show regularly that we love and she takes your child's artwork and then puts uh, it on to metal and there's a process that where, is gorgeous. isn't that super fun? And it raises uh, up the artwork so that it has a texture to it too. Does. And she did. Um, that would be great for um, visually impaired people too. Mm -hmm. So if someone like, if you have a sibling that's visually impaired, that's what it looks like. I kind of love it's, that because then they can fun. feel what it looks like. So if they, you know, say you have a sibling that's visually impaired, you can draw a picture, have this done, and then your sibling can feel it. And she can do this on to metal or she can do it on to plexiglass um, too. So she, one year for a gift from me, did, she asked me for a piece of Jem's artwork and he had drawn this snowman. And and so she did it onto a, a metal sheet for us that we always display. But I think I have it at home. I love that. But I put this on the set because I That's like it. That's amazing. Um, well, and so fun. what we were talking about was on, on the front of these folders. And so you put a subcategory, let's say it's a holiday and you want to do Valentine's, or you do holidays, or cards. So we thought a way to just jazzy them up is thumbprint art. Something super simple. You just take a stamp pad. Um, Shannon, can I see the red? Yes, absolutely. You just take a stamp pad, and you have your folder. This is something you can do with your kiddos. You can have them just do whatever they want. I mean, not just your kiddos. I like to do it, too. Yeah. But so you just take the folder. Um, you can do something. Ooh, I'm just throwing things around. Do it. So you take it. You put one thumbprint down, and then you do another thumbprint. Oops, I'm gonna try this a little bit better. And then you've got a heart. It's Is that hard cute. to see? No, you can do it with your um, pointer finger too. Some kids, sensory-wise, this might be an issue because of the stamp, but it's really not that bad. But you can do things like hearts. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Um, so I figured, Shannon, you and I could decorate a couple yeah. folders. Yeah. Um, While however, we, chat. we want. And, and we have different colors here. So, you know, we always have to be doing something, Shannon and I. Yes. You know, we got to do. We're not we, the kind of sit around. No, we got to do something fun. Um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, and then we should say too that you can add lines mm -hmm. to the drawing later to make it all kinds of things. And so. we'll show you. We'll do a few things. Okay. I'll show you, like, line wise. We'll do a little one, and I'll show you what you can do. You can do something. I'm going to do a few different ones. You can do, like, uh, one of your hearts. After your heart, you can draw around it. So you've got your kiddo's fingerprints. I'm going to show you these in just a second. One that you can do is you can make, and it doesn't have to be a heart. It can be anything, um, but you can do a flower. So I have here, I have um, one of the... Um, Balloons is a heart. I mean, one of the hearts is a balloon, and one is a flower. I'm going backwards. So you can do um, different things. You can draw with just black on them. There's one that um, 
Which channel? Oh, are you doing these? I'm doing <gasps> these. Wait, you have to show them. It's so cute. So I put black fingerprints. I don't know if you can see. And now I'm putting yellow stripes on them, and I'm going to put wings on them um, so that they make little bumblebees. And then I I'm going to make flowers around the bumblebees. I love that. The other thing you can do, and we're going to get dirty, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the other thing that you can do is you can take blue. And you can do your thumb or different things, and you can do a bunch of blues and make a cloud. You can do two clouds together, and you can do um, you can make a rainbow between them. Ooh, I'm making sounds. Um, I have so much fun doing this kind of stuff because, in some ways, I didn't get to do it with Kobe when he was younger. So the fact that I can do things like this now, I'm just making a mess today. The fact that we can do fun things like this now. Um, and now he's funny because he'll sit and be like, what you making, Mom? What you doing? Um, but you can do things like uh, a cloud here. Oops, I'm backwards. Um, here's the cloud. Uh, here's the heart balloon. Um, the flower here. You can do petals. You can have them do orange in the middle and do petals. Or then you can actually go after and just do um, the different things. But there's so many fun things that you could make. My bumblebees are kind of scary. Oh, but, no, they're so cute. Uh, but I'm going to draw some flowers on them. And I just wanted to show you that, like, it's it's easy enough to do this. It's so easy. Uh, and the other thing is, is you can actually draw the black parts first. So you can do the outlines and then have them. If it's too hard, if, you know, they're not artsy. Or you can draw some of those fun little things and then have them do their fingerprints. Or you can say, okay, what do we want to make this? I mean, literally, you can do anything. And you know what makes it extra special, wonderful, is that it's your child's fingerprint. Right. Which I think is always super cute. Well, and what I told uh, Shannon is that what you can then do is right on the bottom here, um, I'm just going to do this, and you can do, um, I'm just going to do this H. Okay, so one of the things with the folders, because you're going to have these in there, is you can just write at the bottom your kiddo's name. Um, the date, and then how old they are. So your name, 2023, age six. So whoever that kiddo is, that's what they're going to put. And that's why you can also do this if you want one box, if you want one for each kiddo. Then you've got these kind of fun art folders that you're going to have. They're going to be 20. And if your kids move out or your kids go somewhere else, you can hand this box to them and say, take this with you. Yes. You know, or you keep it, whatever you choose to do. They're not going to want fun. it, but you get to keep it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Some do. It's Some, really funny. No, it's when later on when they have kids that they Yeah, they that's want. when they want. So I put a, I put a pink flower. I uh, love that. And it's, you know, it is what it is. But um, then it's decorated, right? Yeah. And, and it's something that your child can be doing with you, yep. which is super duper fun. I'm going to do the one, Shannon, that I was obsessed with. I don't know what it's called. Okay. Dandelion. <laughs> it's like, it's like why I just looked around. Why is she blowing on me? I just went, uh, because I couldn't think of what it's called, the dandelion. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, and you could just, if you don't want to do stamp pads or your child doesn't like the, the pushing their finger uh, for whatever reason, you could just do this with markers. Yep. Or the, you know what I love to do and what I did a lot with Jem is we would make stamps out of fruit. So we like a potato or an apple or a pear. I love that. Um, and we and so I would cut a shape out. I would say to him, "What shape do you want? Like a heart or whatever?" And I would cut it out of an apple, and then he could put it on the stamp pad or put it in paint, and then he would stamp. You could do all that a potato over. too, right? Exactly. You know what I've seen that's really neat What's is that? if you take celery when you're done with celery. I'm uh. all about reusing, and you cut down at the bottom. So like at the base, like there's the very bottom, and the stalk comes up. You cut yeah. here and you dip it in paint. It makes a flower. beautiful flower, almost yeah. like 
a rose or um, a flower. They're yeah, really, that's a really is, good one beautiful. too. That is oh, beautiful. I love that idea, Shannon. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, uh, like, if you, if you, different things for different kids, but um, you can just put dots on a piece of paper and say, connect the dots. Yes. And then color in the different dots. Um, there's all kinds of things that you can do with your kiddos. And then, then, the, then it feels like it's theirs. Yep. And it's always a memory. And I have to say that I find paperwork so aversive. Mm -hmm. And anything that can make it less aversive and say, oh, you know, that's a happy memory when I do yep. it. And involve your kiddos in, it's really wonderful. So tell them what you've been doing there. Okay, so what I did on this one is I just drew this little, uh, I drew, oops, oops. I drew a dot, and then I did a bunch of like cross-section lines, and on each one, I just did a little U at the end. So it makes these little things, and I'm making a dandelion. So I'm gonna do some blues around here, and then I'm gonna do another color. Look, I'm not even looking. And then I'm gonna do another color, and then it's gonna be a dandelion. And this is something that you could do with thumbprint art-wise on a card. Yep. Um, you know, grandma's, aunt's, all those guys love this. This would be a good one for a Mother's Day, too. Yeah. Um, and I'll, we'll show you when it's done. Yeah, absolutely. So super fun. And then... Is that the green, do you mind? No, go right ahead. It won't show up on camera, but do it. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's okay. Do it. I'll, do, it'll, I'll, it'll do, I'll do yellow instead. There we go. Um, but I, you know, I think... Oh. <laughs> it's, I well, did it yellow over green. the blue and it's green. That's okay. It might yeah. read. It, it depends might. on our green screen. Um, but... The reason why you want to have the paperwork all organized is because we don't have time. No, we don't. And whenever, I, I love, uh, there are organization experts who say every time you pick up a piece of paper or look for a piece of paper, um, that that is precious time when you could have been doing, creating, being, yep. um, connecting. And, and so if you stop and think about in your life, how many times you've been asked for your child's IEP or you need to look at it because there's a question that has to do with it. And something from five years ago or 10 years ago that, that you go, oh, wait, there was this one. I need yep. this information. Yep. And having that all organized, you could even, because um, I do this with, with my tax papers when I'm organized, is that I have a, a, an accordion file that's the soft version of this where it, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, I put everything in it so that when it's time to sit down and do the taxes there, then I clear it all out, put it all together in one big manila envelope and put the year on it and file that away in a file cabinet in the garage and reuse it for the next year. Mm. And you could do that with this. Um, and just know that now I know exactly where the papers are. They're in the file cabinet. And if I know what year it is, I can go and I can find the year. Right. And if it's something that goes year to year, like if it's the IEP and it's going to continue on to this year, then you keep it in the file folder. Right. You don't file it away. But, you know, for me, trying to find the IEP on a yearly basis was a small So something like this is great because you can just, you know where everything is. You can even have one box that's just for IEPs. And you could do, you know, 2023, 2022, and you could do addendums in each one of those. You can yeah. do emergency IEPs. You can do that fun little booklet that we all get that we don't read that when we realized, <laughs> Shannon and I were just talking the other yes. day, how it was, well, why don't people know this information? And it's in there in the booklet. And we none of us read it. None of us read it. So right. I was going to show you, this is what the um, dandelion looks like it's done. It's so cute. So this is kind of a fun thing that you can do. And then you can go out and say, let's go to the park and pick dandelions and blow them. Yeah. Because that's my favorite thing to do. So. Is it? Um, 
That's wonderful. So, and you could decorate as many or as few. Like, the, the other nice thing about this is if you do one and your kiddo is done, you go, that's all for today. Done. And you clean up and it's two seconds and it's not this mm -hmm. epic art project. And even though your fingers get yeah. dirty, it's not like paint. Yeah. Right? Like, it's more, it's, it's. I mean, you do one fingerprint and you've got to stamp another. Yeah. So, it's another fine motor thing that you can work on yeah. with your kiddos. But the reality is, is it, it's not, I mean, Kobe, I'll never forget. I don't know how Jem with, was with um, face painting or anything like that, oh, but uh, we went to Disneyland and they had started doing the Dia de los Muertos, oh. and they were doing they would face paint, they would do a little character, they would do something, and I was like, oh, Kobe, I want, and it was so much fun, and I was like, oh, let's get your. He never wanted his face painted, but this was kind of just a little character or a little thing. Yeah. And we we were someone else uh, with someone else on the spectrum and her brother, and um, I was so excited. He must have been maybe. Twelve, and I said, "Let's get your face painted." And he was like, "Nope, I'm not gonna do it." And I said, "Okay." And I said, well, "Can we get your arm painted? Let's get your arm painted." And he was like, "Okay." He totally humored me, got his arm painted. It was like a little skeleton Dia de los Muertos, really cute. That's awesome. Um, and then, but the whole time he was having it done, I swear to you, it was like he, I, I made him get a tattoo. Yeah. And he, or he was in the. I said, I think I have a video, and I said, it looks like he's in surgery because he's literally like. And at any time I knew that it was bad to the point where it was hurting him. I mean, he just, you could see that he was doing it. Was and sometimes we have to push our kids. Yes. And it wasn't something that was like physically hurting him and he wasn't right. going over the end and tantruming, but you could just see it was like. So as soon as it was done, he was like, thank you. And then he looked at me and he said, uh, all done. <laughs> all done. So I took a wipe and I, I actually wiped it and it came up and it looked exactly like it. So he carried around that wipe. Oh, that's hilarious. He was like, here's my, here's my uh, face painting. <laughs> uh, I love it. But, you know, some of our kids, you know, even just having that little bit of color. But the good thing about that is it's not painty. It's not going to get on anything. Yeah. Yes, are my fingers, you know, all the colors right It'll now? I mean, I kind of love that. I feel yeah. like I've done stuff. But it doesn't, it's, it's yeah. not um, as sensory based. Yeah. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Jem, the funny thing is, because I used to do face painting, you know. I did, too. We are so funny, the we, things yes. that we're two peas in a pod. And um, sisters from another mother. I know. So, uh, I, so I would do face painting, and I was the aunt that everybody, you know, all my nieces and nephews were like, can you come to my birthday party and do face painting? Or just, you know, <laughs> they would come over and visit, and, and, I, and they'd be like, can you make me into a puppy <laughs> yes. dog? Or my niece who was like, can you make me look like I've been in a fist fight, and I've got a black eye, and I, yes, I can do that for you. And I would do all that. Jem wanted nothing to do with yeah. it, except that he wanted to watch me do it. Oh. He was like, oh, do make them into a dog. Make. And when um, we, at school, when there would be something, he would say, oh, my mom will do face painting. That's how I got my purse stolen, was that at his Christmas concert, I was doing face painting. And while I was doing face painting, somebody stole my purse. I'm talking, that's a heartless person. That is a heartless person. It was Christmas. I, so I was the, I did the butterflies. So I used uh, just watercolors too. So uh, it wasn't anything that would, um, it wasn't face paint. It was right. just watercolors because you could make it as thick or as thin as you want. Yeah. And it just came off really easy. So I would do the antennas and then these beautiful butterflies. So oh, cool. all the girls that I would nanny or babysit would be like, can you make me a beautiful butterfly? Uh, and I was like, of course. That's wonderful. So, and I had some kids that, you know, we'd go to baseball games or go to some of the, their siblings' games or events, and they'd be like, well, where did you come from? And they said, home. I was at home. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. So then I taught myself to face paint. I mean, not taught myself, yeah. but, you know, the puppy, all those yes. different things. And then also um, 
balloons, balloon animals. Me too. I, it's so funny. Me My too. My favorite, what was your, what was your, did you have a hardest or a favorite thing to make? I, I, I never got good at anything. I, I did rudimentary, right? So I can make a sword and I can make a dog and I can make a flower. Okay, That's so much, I and a hat. Do, oh, a hat, okay. Hat. I could do a teddy bear and I could do oh a motorcycle. Gosh, of course the you motorcycle. The motorcycle. Like, heaven's sake. I, now, I, that's what we should do in one episode. We'll just, yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. And yep. at the time, they didn't have one of those things oh. that, like, blew it up by itself. So I sit there and, which those are the hardest balloons to blow up. They are the but. hardest. Just yesterday, I was unpacking, because we're still moving in here, and I had something in my car, and it, it had files. And so I brought, there was a bag with files. Files. This files. is why. Yes. Files. And I, so I brought the bag with the files in and I was taking stuff out. And it was hilarious because uh, it was stuff from our old office that had been put away. So it was files and two balloon blower upper things. My uh, favorite. And, and they were making fun of me. They were yeah. like, yes, because you always have to have. And I, and, yeah. and I pulled one out and Sarah was saying, uh, uh-huh, I can see why that was in there. I was like, wait, but wait, there's two. Yeah. Okay, um, so I, this week, I did another cooking segment. And I'm yes. not sure if I can call this cooking segment. If I don't use heat and actually cook and just prep it, is it a prepping segment? What do you call I it? I really don't think that we need to overthink it. I overthink <laughs> all the things. So, But we should take a look at that yes. right now. Yes. Um, because earlier in the week, I had mentioned that we did a thing about how to make the morning less stressful. And you have, it's a great breakfast way, but this could be any time of the day. So this is overnight oats. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit after and add some stuff that I didn't talk about in the video. So take a look, you guys. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Small Kitchen Big Flavor via Let's Talk All the Things with Rachel and Shannon via Autism Network and Autism Live. Uh, I decided that we're just going to do a su super simple recipe. Um, I know a lot of people do overnight oats and chia seed pudding and all that kind of stuff. So I just kind of wanted to show you sometimes, you just want to throw something together really quick, something that you can have multiple decisions for, that your kiddos can join in on. It's super easy. We're going to do overnight oats and show you some of the toppings that you could put. Um, just something fun and easy. You put it in your icebox or your refrigerator overnight and it's ready in the morning. You can warm it up if you like it warm or you could just leave it exactly the way it is because it's in a mason jar or you can put it in a jar if you don't want glass. You can put it in any kind of Tupperware container or, or a little small Tupperware or something like that that you can use. Um, so we're just going to go through a few of them, uh, uh, parts of the recipe, some of the toppings you can do. We have some of the ingredients over here. So I'm going to walk you through some of those ingredients. All right. So some of the ingredients that we have, it's really simple. We're just going to use oats. We're going to use uh, milk. You can use almond milk, cashew milk. This is a cashew milk that I made. You can use regular milk if you do regular milk. I use a gluten-free um, Bob's Red Mill oats. And then I have toppings. Um, the things, the basic things that you're going to put are going to be oats, milk, uh, a little bit of vanilla, and also uh, some kind of a sweetener. I have agave. And then you can add things like chia seeds and flax seeds and berries and uh, bananas, coconut, um, strawberries. Uh, I like to do dates. One of the things I keep medjool dates, they don't, they don't expire. So I keep them in my refrigerator. They get hard and I put them in hot water and they loosen up. You can add cinnamon. Uh, back here I have some currants. Oh no, those are strawberries. And then these are currants. So these are all things that you can add as toppings. So if this is something you want to do with your kiddos, you can do that super easy. Um, and let's go ahead and start doing the recipe. 
Alrighty, we're back. I'm gonna try this new thing. I have two hands. The first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna take some oats. And with the oats, we're going to do half a cup of oats. Now, any of these recipes that I do on here, um, you'll be able to get on Small Kitchen Big Flavor. I'll link it for you. Uh, I'm gonna do all three of these jars. So you're just gonna pour half a cup of oats. It's okay to be messy. This is something that you can work on uh, with your kiddos if you're needing to work on measuring. The great thing about this recipe is it's not a perfect recipe. It doesn't have to be exactly what you're doing because you can kind of put whatever you want. The base of the recipe is half a cup of oats, half a cup of milk. I've just put oats everywhere. So we did some oats, half a cup of oats. Now we're gonna do half a cup of milk. And this is some almond milk that I make. Um, you can use any kind of plant-based milk. Uh, I do plant-based because Kobe is uh, gluten-free and dairy-free. Um, you can choose to do whatever you want though. The great thing about this recipe, you basically just put it together and then you're going to shake it up, put your toppings in and putting it, put it in your refrigerator overnight. So right now we've already used our oats and our almond milk, I mean, our cashew milk. Uh, I'm gonna close these oats. One thing that I taught my son is that, you know, everything as you're cooking goes back where it goes. Makes it easier, makes it faster. Um, okay, so half a cup of oats, half a cup of, of the milk that you choose. If you choose to put a little bit of cinnamon, you can do that. I like to put cinnamon because cinnamon helps your metabolism. So we do that. I'm gonna choose to do some, some chia seeds in one of them, I think. Let's do some chia seeds. And I have a long spoon. This is one of those old milkshake spoons that I had when I was growing up when I super love it. Um, I just eyeball what I'm gonna put in. I'm gonna do chia seeds in one. The great thing about chia seeds is once they get in the liquid, they expand, which is, um, it fills your tummy. Let's do flaxseed in one. Have some flaxseed, we'll do that. I sometimes will put hemp hearts, um, different things. Uh, it's up to you. Uh, and the other one we're gonna leave, actually I always like to put, or sometimes I have hemp hearts. Um, actually, let's do that. I'm gonna grab some hemp hearts out. Here's some hemp hearts. They're super good for you. So the great thing about this recipe is you can just put a little bit of everything um, and there's no eyeballing it. I like to do about a teaspoon of the different things that we have. So we have one with hemp hearts, one with flaxseed, and one with our chia seeds. So now that we have our three cups here, um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna add just a tiny bit of agave. Um, a drizzle here, a drizzle there. Some people say a teaspoon, a little teaspoon. I don't like to make them too sweet because I want the um, the sweetness to come from whatever we put in it, the berries, the agave, the, uh, I'm not the agave, I'm sorry, um, the berries and the bananas and the coconut. Um, the other thing is I, you guys know if you've done my recipes, I love some vanilla. And I actually do about um, a quarter of a teaspoon uh, sometimes I like to put more if I'm doing a little bit more. Just that vanilla is so good. It gives it such a great flavor. Um, I should I should do a recipe. I've been wanting to make my own vanilla. So maybe that's something you can like do with me. Okay, so now that's a little bit of vanilla. Um, I, you know, you can, you can measure that vanilla. You don't have to, but um, there we go. 
that's our vanilla. So now that we've got everything in these cups, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put the lids on and I'm gonna shake. Now it doesn't look like a lot in there. You can do a cup if you want. I like to do a little because I like the, the oats will expand in the, um, in the milk. And um, see, it doesn't look like a lot, but I like it to be some oats and some berries. Uh, and then what we're gonna do with each one of these is we're just gonna shake them up. Okay, you're gonna shake them up so it's nice and mixed and you're just gonna set it down. Next one, let's shake it up. Okay, and last one, let's shake that up. Okay, so there we go. Now let's open those back up. I like to keep the lids with each one because it kind of stays with, with um, you know, what toppings you have in that. And the great thing, this is the fun part. This is when you get to just put whatever you wanna put in. So I like to put some bananas sometimes. So this one's gonna be bananas. Well, let's do bananas and coconut. That sounds so good. So bananas and coconut. Uh, this one's gonna be berries. Let's do some berries in there. Um, and the last one's gonna be berries too. No, I think that one's just gonna have a lot of berries. I always like to throw in extra berries because it's kind of fun. Um, and then strawberries. You can, uh, I don't know how you like to do your strawberries. I like to cut my strawberries um, kind of like this. I'll show you. I like to take a strawberry, cut it down the middle and just do little pieces like this. And then you've got kind of um, quartered or more than quartered eighths of strawberry. Um, I think let's do in the bananas, let's do some strawberries too. Um, it's so good, it's so easy to do. Um, so let's do in this last one that I have, let's add in this one, let's do some um, of the cranberries, the dried cranberries, and let's add some more banana in that one. So dried cranberries, let's do some banana. Okay. Ooh, that's gonna be super good. And I think, let's put a little bit more cinnamon in that one. That sounds super yummy. So, these are our oats. We have our toppings. We are not going to shake them up again. You're literally just gonna put this in the ice box, just like that, or the refrigerator, just like that. You've already shook them, shook them up. You already shook them up. You already shook them up. And then these are our oats. And tomorrow morning, you'll have an amazing breakfast. What's so great about these oats is that we're just gonna put these right in our ice box and then tomorrow they'll be ready to eat. I sometimes like to do this with a hard boiled egg, not inside of it, but next to it. So I have a little protein with this. Um, it looks like it's not a lot, but when that stuff starts to expand and the milk is absorbed, uh, the other thing, if it seems too dry, you can add a little bit of more milk in the morning and you may kiss it up. You can also take this and warm it. What I like to do is I like to cut up some green apples with cinnamon, put them in it, just like we did, you just kind of chop up some apple, put it in it, and then warm that up in the morning and the apple gets a little soft and it's kind of like a, like a, like a, uh, I would say like an apple pie taste with that apple and cinnamon. So here's our oats, small kitchen big flavor. It's so great seeing you and talking to you. I don't know about you. Is anybody missing Christmas? I'm super, super missing Christmas. It, it kind of makes me sad. I'm kind of missing it. Um, but it's Valentine's season. We're getting into spring soon. And um, if you have any things that you want to, if you have questions about what I have in my kitchen, what are the things I cook on a daily basis? What are the things that I might have always in my fridge? 
go ahead and write in and ask because I'd love to share those things with you. If there's any recipes or any ideas that you have and you want to share that with me and maybe you want to send me a recipe and my next segment uh, for Small Kitchen Big Flavor is me doing a segment of your recipe or even taking a recipe that's an everyday recipe and making it gluten-free, dairy-free, I can do that as well. Uh, anything that I cook um, or I share with you is going to be on my small kitchen big flavor on Instagram. So it's at small kitchen big flavor because I am in a small kitchen. It is an apartment kitchen. It's where I cook all of my meals. I've done it for the last 17 years. I've made this an efficient place. You can cook anywhere. You can cook in a trailer, an RV, a mansion, an apartment, a house. You can cook anywhere. You can cook over a fire. Um, so I just want you guys to know you guys can take anything, simple ingredients, and make them into something fabulous. Okay? Have a great day, all. All right. So a few of the things that I didn't talk about in the video. Uh, one of the things is when I used agave as a sweetener. Um, and uh, you can use agave, maple syrup. You can use brown sugar if you want or stevia. Um, you can use, um, what was it? There was honey. Honey. Thank you. Raw. I actually use raw honey yeah. at home. Um, you can use honey. Um, honey makes it not vegan. That's why I started. I, we're not vegan, but I know some people are vegan. Yeah. The honey is great. Um, if you want to use something like, um, what's the one that's derived from mint? Spirit, spirit, spiritualuna. <laughs> I should probably not, look that up. I'm not sure that I know what you're talking there about. There is a sweetener that's derived from mint. It's not the stevia. Maybe. I don't know. I There's never knew that. There's something called like spiritinulia. And maybe I'm so wrong. Let's so let's. <laughs> I'll, next show, I will Google and come back. I didn't know that. And it's um, derived from mint? Yes, I think. I never knew Am that. I just, this is like a I dream? Okay. But um, some of the other things about the overnight oats is um, you can add more milk if you want. Um, for, so basically the recipe is half a cup of oats, half a cup of milk. I used um, cashew nut milk. Uh, you can use any milk. You can use oat milk, coconut milk. You can also use water if you wanted to. It doesn't taste as, as good. Um, and then um, you can do any topping that you want. So we had um, bananas and berries and coconut, medjool dates, nuts. You can put nuts. You can make a theme of it. You can do something. The great thing is, is you can just make them and then have your kiddos put what they want. Yeah. Um, I use in my kitchen, uh, one of the tips that I have is I, instead of, I either use um, surgeon's tape or painter's tape on my containers because they come off really easy. Um, and it, it's super easy to, yeah. you know, label things so you can put their name and they know that they put berries or whatever that they want. Yeah. I usually do that with, like this morning, Kobe had that with a hard boiled egg. So yeah, a little yeah. protein, a little oats and um, super yummy. So you were saying in the video that you would take requests and I was sitting yes. there watching the video and I was like, well, I want to know how to do the nut milk. Because I have a recipe for the nut milk, and I'm, I'm not wild about it, but I would love to know how you do it, because you do it all the time, so it must be easier than what well, I'm doing. Well, I do have a little machine that I call the, it's called the Almond Cow, and it's a machine, it's not really a machine, it's just basically a base, I mean, it is a machine. It looks like a little, it looks like a like kettle. Like you plug it in? Yeah, it looks like a kettle. Oh, for corn's sake, Ethel. Yes, it looks for things like. things I don't know about. Yes, it looks like a kettle. And there, you just, I fill it, um, there's a minimum and a maximum line, you fill it with water, okay. and then there's a little collector basket, and I put one cup of almonds, one cup of, or cashew, one cup of uh, coconut, one cu cup of rice, you can do anything in okay. there, or you can also do half almond, half cashew. I like cashew milk the best because it's the creamiest, yeah. so I do, I just fill, there's a little line actually that's one cup of the nut, 
and then I take a dash of vanilla, and then um, I take one medjool date, and like I said in the video, uh, dates don't expire. I, I could, didn't know that either. Yes. Do you know how many Honey dates doesn't I either. throw away? Honey doesn't either. And so what I do is I keep my dates in the icebox. You don't have to, but I keep my dates. But date. they get kind of hard and crunchy. Yes. And I thought and so that was what them you expiring. Do, so what you do is I have a little small bowl that I fill with hot water and I stick the date in and it rehydrates it basically. I did not but know they, this. But that's one thing. Honey and, and dates don't, I mean, obviously if it's like moldy and funky, you don't want to eat it. Right. But when they get hard, that's just... I you, thought that was them being done. No, you can literally put it in water and it just reconstitutes it. When in a I sense. think of the organic medjool dates I have pitched and sent to the landfill because yes. I did not know. Yes. Okay. So, so then you I put, put the, I put the so it's basically they say you can put salt, um, and they say the salt is to preserve it a little bit. But we, I, I, we're salt sensitive, so I don't use salt in it. Yeah. Um, so literally, it's one cup of cashews, one medjool date, and a splash of vanilla. And you know, I always throw some in extra. And then you just you put this little. There's like a basket that you hook on this. Yeah. It's like a little. I'm trying to think of what it is. I, I, should, I wish I had pictures. Um, and then you just push the button on top, and in one minute it makes the milk. It blends it, and it goes. Shut. It goes. Wait, wait, wait. And it wait, stops. Wait. Zzz, stops. You don't soak the nuts. You don't do anything. Shut up. And then you can take the after you like pull it out, and it's all milk in this collector cup. I'm gonna I'm gonna Facetime you tonight and show what? you. <laughs> What? It's called the almond cow, and it is one of the best things I've ever had. I have jars of my nuts. You can actually order from almond cow. You can order their nuts because they like like the almonds are bee free almonds, um, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, but they're raw bee free almonds. They have they have oh, that's where I got my um, like when you you buy um, as a bundle. You can buy a bundle. You don't have to, but. They have all the recipes, so you go on almondcow.com if you want to do chocolate milk, if you want to do raspberry and lemonade. Then what you can do is you take the meal that's left in that basket. So basically, once you pull it out and it's the milk, right. you have this, and I'm trying to think, they call it pulp. The pulp, yeah. they have all these recipes for the pulp. Crackers and breads and muffins and different things that you could use. You can put the pulp in a little mason jar, and I love a mason jar. And you can put it in your icebox for a day or two, or you can even freeze it if you want. Um, and then you use that pulp to bake stuff, which is lovely. Does anybody else feel like they just stepped into an alternate universe where you're like, what? Because I pictured, can I tell you how I make milk? And this is why I don't do you make do the, the milk. Like... Okay, so first I, I have to boil water. I take the cashews and rinse them off. I boil water. Yep. Then I soak the cashews mm -hmm. overnight, which means you got a bowl and a plate. And it's in the refrigerator and probably going to make a mess because somebody's going to pull it Open out. it and out. And it's yep. going to go everywhere, right? And then I take the cashews and I drain that water off, put it into the blender. And I've, I've gone through two blenders doing this. And you put it in the blender and then, and then you take a little more fresh yep. water. Yep. And, you, and it's always mealy and no. it never, if I had had, stop. The almond I mean, cow will change your life, to be honest. Because I've done that. I've done where you take the cheesecloth and you squeeze. And the that's the other thing. Then, then you, you got to do the cheesecloth. The cheesecloth and squeeze it all out. This thing literally, you push a button on the top. Like this is literally not an ad for almond cow, but I will. I'm be like, your how sponsor. are you not their spokesperson? I will be your sponsor. I, I actually have a video. I'll sh I'll have to show you. Shut I have up. a video of myself how I make my almond cow milk because. It is, and, and I do, like I said, usually I do an almond and a, and a cashew at the same time, but I realize that we like the cashew more because it's a little creamier. Yeah. What I love about it is you don't soak it. And honestly, I bought from Amazon, I bought like a three-pound bag of cashews, yeah. Yeah. raw cashew pieces. Yeah. That's $30 maybe. Yeah. And I, it will take me a couple months to go through that. Wow. And I make it every couple of days. Um, and it's great. Kobe uses it for cereal. I use it for all of my baking. Anything that calls for yeah. milk, 
I use the cashew milk. Like I said, I go between the two, but I've really started just doing the cashew milk more because I love it so much. Um, and it's it's just my favorite thing. It's so easy. It's easy to wash. It's easy to clean. Wow. So almond cow, I love almond, you. Almond, <laughs> oh, they're going to love you back, for heaven's sake. Yeah. Make her your spokesperson, you guys. <laughs> um, but the other question I had from watching the video, because you said uh, you're making your own vanilla. So this is something I did once, and I need to do it again. What you, it's it's You can do it a few ways, but typically you put vanilla in vodka, and you let it sit, okay. and it the vodka goes away. It sounds weird. But it's like the alcohol leaves it because you end up boiling it. I see. Um, But I need to do another. I was going to do that two years ago for Christmas and give everybody vanilla. But um, that's something that we should do is like something fun. But yeah. Yeah. That's very fun. Well, and I always get the one that's bourbon vanilla. Oh, yeah, so you can do bourbon, you can do whiskey, you can do all the different ones. Okay, but yeah. but we should soak it in something that's gluten-free. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I had some, a friend who was uh, always making limoncello in her, oh. in her um, closet. I'm a limoncello fan, yeah. Because uh, here in Southern California, we have... Oh, <laughs> just, just making, that sounds like something I would do, though. <laughs> she, Shannon would call me and be like, what you doing? I'd be like... I just put some limoncello in my closet. Yes. Yes. And this is what she would say. And I was like, what do you, what? first of all, I was like, what's limoncello? I didn't know. And uh, and she was like, what do you mean you don't know? And, um, but, you know, it was, and I was like, I didn't realize you could do these things. And I came from a household where every August we would go and get a lug of peaches and a lug of tomatoes oh. and we would can them. Like, I'm, I'm from a family where we, you know, did and make pickles every I just fall. got to harvest from your yard, and I made fried green tomatoes. There we go. I am going to make, tonight I'm actually going to make butternut squash soup, like uh-huh. all these amazing, mm. I, I started, you know, I always had a garden, well, when I can have a garden, right? When I've had room for a garden. And then we moved to the house that we're in right now, and it really didn't lend itself to gardening. There's no backyard whatsoever. It's just a deck in the backyard. That's it. And the front yard, you know, it's not a very big front yard, and it's where people go, and there's no gardening. And it was fine because I was like, gems in high school, and I, for the next four years, I really need to focus. I wanted to get my book done, and I was like, I don't have time to garden. I'll have like a couple of herbs in our little window, and it'll be fine. Then the pandemic came, and I was like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. There's no way I need gardening yep. for my soul. Gar- I was thinking about this the other day that, you know how you say, like, you have to put your feet in water. You have yeah. to be at the coast. You yeah. have to be near water. I have to garden. I have to be growing something. I don't have to eat something from it. I don't have to, you know, like, but I prefer to grow vegetables than flowers. I don't know why. I love that. I think every front yard should be vegetables. I think that, like, there's someone in L.A. that did that. Yes. He did everything, and he did even the, um, on the other side of his, his sidewalk where it's, it's just the grass. Yes. He planted tomatoes and beans and he planted all fruit trees and the city came back and said no because he was saying, come by, pick the yeah. vegetables. He was saying, especially people who are having, you yeah. know, who are houseless people or people that don't have food, yeah. come to my yard, pick it. I don't care. I grow it for that reason. Yeah. And the city came back and said, nope, you can't do it because he did it in a um, an urban area, yeah. and then the city finally came back, and he ended up getting awards because they were like, he's feeding the homeless, he's feeding feeding yeah. people, families. He would be like, here, come in and harvest my kale, you know? Yeah. Oh, talk about kale. Because the place where I get my seeds from, um, it's Baker Heirloom Seeds, not to do another commercial because they're I'm, not sponsoring us either, <laughs> but their heirloom seeds are organic, and they you just get the funkiest varieties of things and it's super cool and every time you put it in order they give you one free package of seeds 
So when we started in the pandemic the first year, I ordered some, I, I put, I dug up in our front yard, a strip right along the fence, and one neighbor came over because it looked like I was, it was like the width of, I a, still of a casket. Die about this they thought that we were burying someone. But the neighborhood sent someone to like check and make sure she wasn't burying Jim in the front yard. <laughs> yes. Which just which is hilarious. Is hilarious. hysterical. But anyway, and I said, no, 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 I'm going to grow squash and I'm going to grow corn and, and uh, all this different stuff. So, um, but then there was the free package of, it was uh, Icelandic red kale was what it was. And I was like, okay, I don't even like kale. I love every vegetable and I love the way kale looks, but I, I can't process it. I don't love it. Um, and I, I, hate, I feel bad saying that, like I'm going to offend it or whatever. But anyway, I planted it. I planted it as a row barrier, right? And we had a kale farm. We were in it Canada. I wish I, she'd say, I have so much kale. I wish you were here. Didn't you just take it and leave it on people's front steps? I did as like a joke. I terrorized one of my friends where I would, I mean like a bushel basket of kale and left it on her front step because she won't waste anything. And she was but like, what am I going to do with all this kale? The stuff that you plant, she did the squash arch. You guys, the epic. It was like it still is. It's brilliant. I love it. Well, there's no squash left on it right now. No, now I just took them. Yeah, well, <laughs> and because they're you know, they're done for the year. But I, I'm about to plant more squash. But I bought a cheap trellis because they were growing everywhere. You know what I did was I buried some full squash in the yard because my dog was digging a hole and I was like, I gotta fill it with something and I don't want to just fill it with dirt. And I had these squash that had sat around too long and were leaking. <laughs> you know how that goes. And so I buried them, and of course they grew insane. And when you when you plant something like that, it's so hardy. Like you mm -hmm. can't kill it, mm -hmm. which is amazing. And they call them volunteers, that they just grew kind of on their own. But um, And it was growing all over the lawn, and I was like, well, why don't I just put an arch there? But then the, there were so many squash. We were due to have Jem's birthday party. There were so many squash. It was a cheap trellis that I bought. And this, uh, the day before the party, the, the whole thing collapsed. Mm. And then it took me like a week to get this. I, I think cow I came to the thing. house and went, oh, the, what <laughs> yes, happened to the you squash were the one arch? That discovered it. And I think it was Jim, and he was like, I don't know. And then I said, oh, your poor, poor squash arch. And you said, what are you talking about? And I came running home. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but and, it was gorgeous. And I was like, it, you know, it's the squash, squashopolis. But then I put in a cow panel. I got serious. Like, this thing is impervious it's to everything. So cool. It's serious. But I was also. Are you going to grow on it again? Or are you oh, gonna see? yes, yeah. absolutely. But I, in the meantime, I had planted these brown eyed Susans. At, which didn't do anything the first year. They look like little yellow daisies that have oh. a brown center. And they said it would, I want, we have a dead tree and I wanted it to climb up the tree. Well, I planted them the first year and nothing happened. And I went, oh. you know, I mean, like they grew yeah. like two inches and then they died. And I went, whatever, whatever, what a waste of time. They didn't volunteer and, anything. And yeah. The, but then later on I read and it said, you know, that's what it'll do in the first year. And in the oh. second year, They'll grow like gangbusters in the third year and the fourth year you'll it'll be great gardens and you have to cut your way out. It's basically really? what they say. So now that's what's over half of the arch that like I don't think I realized that. It's like yeah. a thick carpet of these green flowers that then uh, green petals and then it has yellow flowers when it oh. and it's starting to bud again. That's because we had all that rain. So I'm hoping there's room for the squash to yeah. grow over the brown eyed Susans. I don't know whether there'll be a war yeah. or or what. But, um, and I got, you saw, I got some seeds the other day. I'm so excited to know what we're going to harvest, I'm going to do, and I, I made uh, 
the two of you come over. I made Rachel and Kobe come over because sometimes I don't want to eat what's yeah. in the garden. I'm like over yeah. it or whatever. And, and I was like, I feel, I don't want to just throw it away. At, at the height of the pandemic, we had um, purple beans. Mm. It was eight feet tall, that whole length. And the, the kale was growing at the bottom. So and there were so many green beans. And we couldn't, we'd given them away to everybody we could think. They were purple beans, but when you would cook them, they would turn green. And we took them to, the, uh, there was, we called around to all of the food places. There was only one food place that would take garden, excess mm. garden stuff. They loved them. And we were bringing Trader Joe's shopping bags they probably would have liked the kale too, beans. huh? I did give them some okay. of the kale, but then eventually I I cut the kale. I was like, I I can't run a kale farm, yeah, because you can't give that stuff away. No, and like for me, I was so excited to have green tomatoes because Kobe knows I love a fried green tomato. I just have never made him them for some reason. I had made him gluten free, or I'd made them and he just wasn't. I think maybe he wasn't eating green at the time because that is very recent. And uh, at Disneyland, there was a place called Hungry Bear, and they had my very favorite. A fried green tomato sandwich, and it's so good. But it's only summertime when they have that. Yeah. And it's seasonal. Because usually that's the only time you have them. And they don't have it every year. And yeah. they had one last year that was so good. And we were talking about it with a friend the weekend before we were coming to harvest. And so I made on the, um, what's the gluten-free bread that we get? The Oh, Canyon Bakehouse. Canyon Bakehouse Hawaiian yes. bread, which is Again, we're sponsoring oh. all the things today. We're just talking about everybody. Like <laughs> we love the your best. products, but it's they're the best. oh my gosh, it's so good. So I did Hawaiian bread with thick cut bacon and then some fried green tomatoes that were gluten free, dairy free, and they were the best sandwich. I made Kobe two, and he was just beyond. It's I mean, he funny. was like beside himself. He was beyond happy. He was like, "Mom, now I know why you love a fried green tomato." So that's it was amazing, super yummy. And I was sort of surprised because I went to pull all my tomato plants up because you know at a certain point, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're in Southern California, but I, I don't think that they overwinter well and they get very viney yeah. and they don't have a lot of support at the bottom. So I went to you pull do them have all to up. pull them out and start them again. I mean, yeah. I, I think so. My mom I always think, did that. I yeah, th that's what most people do. And I think if you want a big, but I still had so many yellow tomatoes and I had all these green tomatoes on it. And I oh. said, Rachel, you said something about the green tomatoes. Do you oh want them? Oh my gosh. I will always take a green. Now that I know Kobe will eat them too. Yeah. Well, and you, you turn everything into magic. Uh, and you, you left some uh, Toronto cookies for Jem and he loved he? them. He absolutely loved them. Toronto cookies are a cookie that I made. I will not give the recipe to anybody. I've given it to oh. one person and the rest... That will go to my grave. Um, it will pass down to someone in my will. But it is a chocolate chip oatmeal peanut butter cookie uh, that I made um, and in it's gluten -free, Toronto. Dairy -free gluten free, kids. dairy free. Um, I can make them vegan if I don't put egg. Um, but I made them for all the cast and crew of Lock and Key. I made them for a lot of people. When I posted a picture of myself, I, I just posted them on a cookie sheet on Instagram on my private account, and so many people were like, are those Toronto cookies? I need the recipe. Those are my favorite. I need some. And I was yeah. like, I can send some to you, but I'm not going to give you the recipe. Uh, I mean, they're, they're few and far between that I would give the recipe to. because It was something that I made up. Yeah. Um, and it's really yummy. And I say, like the people who are like, no, I don't want it. It's gluten-free. I'm like, you wouldn't know. Mm. I made 10 batches one weekend. I, it was over, gosh, I don't even, it was like 900 cookies. And I individually bagged like three or four each. And gave them to everybody in the crew. It's crazy. It, literally, our condo was just, I had all the ingredients lined up. It was a cookie was, factory. It was a cookie factory, and it was so much fun. That is. It was so much fun. That is great.
at some point, you know, you have to go online and market those. Yes, so I, I do want them. to. Yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. they're absolutely fabulous. Yeah. But she can, she can make all kinds of things. Years ago, when I was growing spaghetti squash in my backyard, and I had one, I had made one of those graduated planters, and I put in like one spaghetti squash plant. I didn't really understand that spaghetti squash vines. Right. And it vined its way up. I have a, it's a big thing with my husband and I that I have a porch swing. Because that was the thing. Oh, I'm gonna get emotional. Again, here we go again. Porch yeah. swings, because that was my. That's. Oh really? I have a thing for porch swings. I needed a porch swing because that was the thing that I wanted to sit on with Jem, mm -hmm. that I pictured, and you know, I, I did a one-woman show at one point, and it talks about the first time that I met somebody who was on the spectrum mm -hmm. was on my mom's porch swing. It was important to me. It's just one of those things, you know, through your life. And so uh, for a long time we were in condos and things. I couldn't have a porch swing. And so the first time that we were someplace renting where I could have a porch swing, Jim bought me a porch swing. Mm. But here comes the spaghetti squash, and it vined its way up the, the thing of the porch swing and onto the canopy of the porch swing. And it was just depositing its baby squashes on the top of the porch swing. And I was like, well, this is brilliant. Everyone should have spaghetti squash on, a porch on the swing. porch swing. But then they got so heavy that they ripped the oh, fabric. No. And I was like, I got to start giving these suckers away. And you were, I was around you that day. And I was like, can you, can I give you yep. some spaghetti squash to take off my oh. hands? And you were like, what? Of course, yes. I will take all the things. I love it. And then that night I was seeing on Facebook pictures of the spaghetti squash and you'd made some crazy dish that I, made I a know. chicken enchilada spaghetti squash. Which I would never think to it's do. It's so good. So instead, well, a lot of people will do like a, uh, spaghetti squash bake where they do marinara and then like a meat sauce and then they cover it with cheese and, and yeah. bake it. But I did one where you do an enchilada sauce, like an adobo uh, enchilada sauce, and then you can shred chicken or you don't even have to do a meat. And I did um, some dairy-free cheese. Now I'm obsessed with chow. Again, here's all the things I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I, chow is my favorite for yeah. a melty cheese or just, just creamy and good and yeah, yummy. Good I also like pro-life. I like the chow uh, slices. Yes. Yeah, I like the pro-life slices. Bio-life, not pro-life. Oh, that yes. was a weird thing. Bio -life, yeah. The bio-life, um, that stuff. Yeah. They have a smoked provolone. They have a cheddar. Oh, the stop. cheddar. Oh, my gosh, that's so good. <laughs> I have now become dairy-free, yes. which breaks my heart because yeah. I am a cheeseaholic. The day that there is a uh, a dairy free brie, I will be a happy I'm, I'm sure happy there is. camper. I'm sure there is. Somebody's got it. Yeah. Uh, write to us and tell us if you know yes, what that is. Please. Uh, this has turned into the let's talk all the foodie things. <laughs> but we did talk about organization, and that's important. That's but, the point. With us, uh, it's just not, there's. It's just we have no theme. We're just us. Yes. All right. We have a couple of minutes left here. Just a couple of minutes. So. Uh, and uh, it won't be next week, but it'll be the week after that we're doing Let's Talk Movies. But I always like to ask, what have you watched lately that you absolutely loved? Kobe and I just watched Severance. Yeah. That was intense. Uh, it's Apple Plus, and it is about, um, and it's, it's a controversial thing in the show that you sever, there's something that you sever, they implant something in your brain and you sever from your work life to your home life. So your work person doesn't remember, so your work person is your innie, and your home person is your Audi, which I think is hysterical. And your innie and Audi don't cross. So your innie doesn't have any idea what your Audi is. Like, you don't know if you have kids. You don't know your name. You uh, just work. You just work. And then you get in this elevator, and you come out, and then you're your Audi, and you have no idea what you've done in work all day. Yeah. And it is an interesting, kind of sinister. It's really good. I've also been, I just watched the Pamela Anderson oh. documentary. Um. I didn't know the story, and I feel very sad for her. Oh, 
Um, it was a very interesting. I started watching documentaries. I watched another one. I've just been watching because I feel like I finished Netflix. I'm waiting for you to come out. I'm waiting for Love is Blind reunion to come out yeah. because I love all those, you know. It just yeah. takes takes me out of my own reality. What have you been yeah. watching? Uh, well. Oh, uh, oh, and The Last of Us. Oh, The Last the of Us. The Last of Us. If you have not seen that show, it's it's not a zombie show. It's not Walking Dead. Episode three of Last of Us is one of the most beautiful love stories I've ever seen in my life. I sobbed for what felt like yeah. days. I mean, I was broken, but it was gorgeous, and it's one of my very favorite episodes I've ever seen in TV. I think I think that that I said that I thought that that was probably the best hour of television ever, for a lot of different reasons. So many reasons. Um, but I do. I think, and the more I went back over it, the more I was like, this is really brilliant. And I've already said they should just mail Nick Offerman yeah. an Emmy and then give him time to accept it yeah. during the Emmy thing. But I, if he doesn't win an Emmy, something's horribly wrong it was uh, so I love it phenomenal and I you know I had said I saw the ads for it and I said yeah I want to watch that and my husband was like who are you and what have you done with Shannon because I didn't watch The Walking Dead and I reminded him though that I I watched whatever the sequel to Walking Dead was the one where you got to see how it happened yeah. and I said remember I watched that for yeah. like you know the first full season before I went I'm out I totally enjoy watching when everything goes off the rails and, you know, something happens that changes life because I want to see how people deal with it, but I don't want to see them long-term deal no, with it. Right. I, I'm not interested in that. I, so I said, oh, I'll watch The Last of Us and I'll last like three, by episode four, you know I'm going to be out, and I'm not. And I even thought after watching episode three, I thought, oh, what are they going to do in episode four? Because I don't know that I don't know that I'm going to hang. Well, an episode so four good. was so good. It was so good. But it, I was thinking, oh, episode four is going to be come out with a bang, and and it wasn't. It was very it's so smart, mellow, but so good and so. I just it's and they such introduced a good show. new characters, and I love the actress who's playing the new character. I can't think what the character's oh, name yes. is or what her yes. name is, but I loved her on I Togetherness. I call her Caillou's mom. I just, she always is. Oh. She's an actress that's been in everything. She's one yeah. of those actresses that you see her and you, yeah. you might not necessarily know her name, but she's been in so many movies that you love and you can name them. But I don't know if, yeah. if you know about The Last of Us, which is also on, it's on HBO Max? No, it's HBO. It's on HBO and HBO Max. HBO and Max. Um, but The Last of Us was a video game um, and that Kobe played, and they have adapted the video game into a, a TV show. And so what they've done is they've taken elements of the game and now given them a human side, yeah. which is really, really cool. And so watching it with Kobe, he's like, oh, he's so into it. I love Pedro Pascal. I love him so much. I really didn't know him before oh, this, but he's the I watched it on Saturday Night Live. Did you watch that? No, I, I've seen clips oh, of it, but I can't wait. I love it. him so much. And if you've seen The Mandalorian, you know basically he has Baby Yoda is what they call him, but his name is Grogu, and he's like the magical child, and everybody's trying to get him. And now he's with um, he's the the main character of The Last of Us, and he's helping this girl get to whatever she needs to do. And uh, I saw a meme today that just made me laugh so hard. It said scientists have said that in 50 years every movie will be Pedro Pascal, Pasquale trying to get the magical child to where it needs to go. And <laughs> exactly. I just thought that is exactly it. But in Mandalorian, you know you. If you've never seen Mandalorian, yeah. he is in a full face mask. You never see him. So everything you get from him is body movement and his voice. Yeah. And he's not someone that you would say like he's a – but you love you love the Mandalorian he, so much. And then seeing him in this, and Kobe says as Joel, the character that he plays, um, compared to the Joel in the video game. Because apparently Kobe said, I don't play video games. 
but a lot of video games are very story based now. I mean, yes. I was Mario Kart and Mario Brothers and yeah. bing, bing, you know, whatever. But um, and I don't know what that bing, bada boom. But that's what I sounded in in my head when I played. No, the game. it is the bing, bada boom. You know, and they have that now at Mario, right, Land right. And Universal. And so Last of Us, and now a lot of the games are very story based. So Kobe said, in some ways, it's like watching a movie. And so getting yeah. to see these guys have stories, and they what I love is at the end of every episode, there's a little point where they talk about. What it's maybe a five minute clip where production, either the writer or the creator or someone for production, talks about how yes. they oh, are you humanizing. Watch that. Oh, it's so good! I just I love and they're it. so intelligent and erudite the way they explain it and all those things. No, I absolutely love it. I think it's brilliant, and everything is going to be copying it. But you really you need to like grab yourself and watch him on Saturday Night Live yeah. because. I saw this guy, and everybody was going crazy over him for The Last of Us, because the man, and I, I don't know Mandalorian yeah. from anything. Um, and I was like, well, he's kind of an interesting leading man, kind of, a, you know, he's kind of offbeat. And I don't think he's what you, and even he's in, in last. Ba- is it Batman? No, not Batman. He was in Wonder, Wonder Woman? I don't the know. The last Wonder Woman? Oh, really? I didn't yeah. like that. I didn't either. He, uh, was the, he was the guy in the office. He was the oh, bad. That was I him. Didn't realize I didn't realize. Don't hold I, me on that, but I'm pretty sure that was I, him. I I didn't I didn't like. I mean, in a, it has Chris Pine in it. And I didn't like it, and it's set in 1984, it's, and I didn't like it. You have to you know watch. What, that you movie, know how hard you have to work to make me not like a movie set in 1984 that has Chris Pine in it. You have to work well, hard. Well, and it was in some ways laughable because literally at the end of the movie, we were watching it with my. It was Kobe, me, my mom, and Louie. And we were literally laughing at stuff because it was laughable. Oh, and I always say to Kobe, don't talk bad about people's productions because people worked hard on that. There are elements of that movie that were really hard to grasp. Yeah. That's, That's the best way to say it, right? I, I have no problem going, this didn't work. Because oh. everything can't, right? Good people can do stuff and it doesn't, it's magic when it comes together. And sometimes like it doesn't come together. Two people in an episode. <sighs> it's magic. For, for the majority of that, that drove that episode oh. and it was... Magic. Magic. You felt it's, every moment, every emotion. You you believed the story. And one of the things stuff. that people say that I've read that people have said is, it, you know, it's a gay love story. Listen, it is a love story. Yeah. It is a, a relationship between two people, and and it is it, – it's going to make me cry. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. But now to see this guy, and he, he was on Saturday Night Live, oh, and yeah. he's funny he's as so all get funny. out. He, he's like – I'm telling you, yeah. he is the new sex symbol because oh, people no, he were had, losing But see, now you're knowing minds. now. See, we know him from Well, Mando I got it. I right. got it. Now you understand. Oh, what I love about him because I love, I love people that make fun of themselves and don't take themselves seriously. Yes. And he's that guy. He's just like, oh. this, I watched, now it's going to become the Pedro Pascal episode, but I watched, uh, it was an episode, um, it was something, like he did an interview from Variety, uh-huh. and he was talking about, like, it, it was, they asked true or false questions, and I think he had a, a lie detector on. Oh. And it was, li- it was, it was a lie detector, because he had to answer right. And so, and it was that same guy we see in all the lie detector videos, right? Oh, dear. And he basically was like, um, you know, do you think of yourself as a sex symbol? And he was like, no. And he goes, that's a lie. And he just like, started to laugh and he was like, what? And then he, it said, you know, there were questions like that. And then one of the questions was, when you ever feel down about yourself, do you ever go on social media and look at sites that are, that are only that like, that are fan sites? And he was, he just starts to laugh and he was like, yep. And he's like, and they said, what's the fan site? And he goes, Pedro Pascal fans. <laughs> And he's his, <laughs> like he's crying, he's laughing so hard, uh, and it just of course. Then I had I to go to that him. site and look. It was so I love him, yeah, because he's just him. fun. Anyways, that's yeah, yeah, and he's a proud Chilean yeah. uh, 
you know, boy talking about yeah. his mama. Yeah. Gotta love that. I love it. Uh, absolutely love that. I, anyway, I think we've gone over now. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I know. Well, that's okay, because we had to talk about all the things. All the things. So next month, you're going to come back, and it'll be right around St. Patrick's yes. Day. So we'll we'll figure that out. Yes. And then you're going to join us, and there's a rumor that also your son might join us in, during our April podcast-a-thon. Yes. The Autism Network podcast-a-thon. If you guys haven't heard, we are going to go live. Well, we're going to try. It's our intention to go live for 44 hours straight, nonstop. Shannon, why is it 44 hours? Because currently the CDC is uh, 1 in 44. So that is why 44 hours. Now, we do believe that the CDC is going to change that number before we, but you know, we have to plan and yeah. whatever. So yeah. we're going to stick with the 44 and uh, respectfully commemorate that number. And we can't do it by ourselves, so we're going to have a lot of guests uh, with different podcasts and things like that. 44 hours live, you guys. 44 hours. But you're going to do some time with us, and Kobe's going to come, and hopefully, if he's available, because, you know, work, we have to leave room for that, um, that he'll be able to come and join us for part of it as well. So we need to get him Super in here. Exciting. Yeah. So that'll be in April. That starts on April 4th, and it goes all the way through till April 6th. Uh, so don't, don't want to miss that, but tune back in next month and maybe we'll have some. Wait, I just realized it's going to be on 4-4 too. Yes. Did, was that purposeful? No, what is 4-4? 4-4 for 44. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Uh -huh. I did not even realize that. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize it because, um, I, I'll so tell excited. you why. I wanted to do it on a Tuesday because everybody does all their autism events in the month of April. I didn't want to do it on a weekend. Yep. I, I wanted to start it on Tuesday. So let's just say it's 4-4. Four, four. It's 4-4. Four, four. And it's the day that Temple Grandin's new book comes out, and oh, she'll be on in that day. Yay, so, Temple. So uh, you guys won't want to miss that. She'll be live with us answering your questions live. So that'll be super cool. I think that's at 7 p.m. Pacific time on 4-4. Four, four. So uh, do the math for what time zone you're in. And, um, you know, I love it because so for years people have said, oh, we watch you in Australia or Dubai, but we have to watch the podcast. We don't ever get to watch you live. Sometimes we, we would love to, you know, so now everyone's going to get a chance to That's see so it live fun. no matter what time zone you're in. Uh, I just don't know. I think I'm going to get stupid tired. I was going to say, end. where are you going to sleep? Where are you going to have, like? Uh, I, I already have plans to bring one of those, like, uh, pe people dog oh, yes, beds yes. in and put it in my office Perfect. so that I can take short naps. But it won't matter. I'm not going to sleep well. I'm not. constantly going to wonder what's going on, and um, you know. So, but I'm not. Um, the plan is for me to not leave for the 44 hours. Super so, uh, I yeah. And we have a, a plan so that I won't stink afterwards. But my hair is going to look super fun by the end. Because <laughs> I I don't know if you guys realize I pull on my hair, and by the end of the day, I look like done a crazy person, mm -hmm. uh, even more so than normal. Anyway, we're out of time. But uh, make sure you join us tomorrow for Stories from the Spectrum, and make sure that you join us on Monday, because normally we do parent-to-parent -parent on Monday, but we're not this Monday. This Monday, we are having the two gentlemen who are the hosts of their own podcast, Just Two Dads, oh, on. Fun. And their show is so much fun, because in a lot of ways, it's very similar to what our, our you know, it's two dads that sit and they talk about everything, but I find it fascinating that what they talk about is just so vastly right, different than right. what we talk about on a lot of subjects. Um, but, that? you know, their perspective is just so valuable and interesting. And, you know, I, I, I love a good interested dad. Mm. So just two of them will be on on Monday, which will be super fun. So you want to make sure that you tune in for that. And then don't forget that Dor Doreen, Ask Dr. Doreen, 
will be on Tuesday. So uh, see you tomorrow for Stories from the Spectrum. Until then, give your kiddos a hug for me and one for you too. I'm thankful for you guys all. Happy Valentine's Day. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.